Hey everyone, it's Joe Downey here from That's a Rap Podcast. I just wanted to start off the podcast with a quick disclaimer as we were having some recording issues with this episode. Um, basically, uh, you can hear our my audio um, a bit doubled up and echoey due to um, and just a uh, audio issue. Um, so unfortunately, my voice is going to be a bit more echoey and distorted and maybe sounding like I'm through a phone. So I just wanted to give a disclaimer before we um, start off the show, but... Um, we hope you enjoy the show. It's a very special episode and it, we have a lot of very insightful discussions and, and I just want to say apologies for some of the audio issues and hope you enjoy the show. Three, two, one. Jin Dogger, everyone, and welcome to the That's A Rap podcast. I'm your host, Joe Downing. And I'm your co-host, Matthew Parkinson, also Matty P, uh, Jin Dobbery the... as well. <laughs> Jin Dobbery. And we have a very today... special guest on today. We do indeed. Um, this is, we have the wonderful Teresa Parkinson. Thank you for coming on the show, Teresa. You're welcome. That's my, my pleasure. My wonderful mother, my Teresa pleasure, Parkinson. Indeed. And thank you for saying hello in Polish. I... How, how, was, how was my Polish? I tried it was very hard brilliant. To get it. <laughs> three, three stars out of five. Oof. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Five. Rude. Five stars. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, just uh, listeners, the date of recording today is the 1st of June and the time is 3.03 and we will be talking about all things Polish cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, Teresa is uh, Matt's mum here. My mum. Shall I say How a few it? words about myself? Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tell us a bit about I, yourself. Sorry? Yeah, go um, I grew up in Poland. Um, I came to England in 1981, so a very long time ago. My life in England has been, obviously, is longer than my life in Poland. Um, and I suppose my interest in films... Um, is I mean I've always liked like watching films, but since <laughs> having Matthew studying film, our discussions about certain films have become quite um, very interesting, um, and it kind of opened my eyes to to a different way of watching films rather than just sitting enjoying and then forgetting about it. You can you know you can you can talk about it, and and Matthew obviously loves talking about films. Should I call you Matty because people know you as Matty? You call me whatever you want. You're my mum. <laughs> I was about to say, how how is it hearing him be called Matty P all, all this time on the podcast? <laughs> it's it's weird because yeah. he's not Matty P. He's Matthew to us. <laughs> yeah, they don't even call me Matt at home. It's always no, Matthew. No, it's just I I when when we, when Matthew was born and we were choosing names, I really liked Matt. So mm. that's why Matthew became Matthew. But somehow saying Matt, saying that... It's a hard consonant. Yeah, is a, a consonant the at the end just doesn't work. It's, it's nicer when it's, you know... Matty, I suppose, is nice. Yes. Yeah, but Matt. there was someone at my secondary school called Matty. So yeah, that would just be confusing. Right. Are you oh, Matty P yeah. because there is another Matty? No. Oh, okay. I'm Matty P because in first year I came into uni one day wearing a hoodie that said Matty P. Oh, right. And one of our lecturers called me Matty P. And it just kind of <laughs> it just stuck. springboarded. That's yeah. the origin story that you had it here folk, <laughs> first, folks. But yeah, and mum, you kind of got me into film, didn't you? You convinced me to study it, I think. Well, because you, just before you college. and your dad... Yes. Um, you used to have this thing on Friday and Saturday nights that you would just watch a, a movie yeah. every single weekend. Yes. Myself and my daughter, who is older than two, old, two years older than Matthew, um, we would do something else. We would watch television or chat or play a game or whatever. But mm-hmm. you, it was religious. It was, it was a thing that you and your dad did every week. It was the two nights a week where he didn't have work. <laughs> so he right, could yeah. afford to watch one in the evenings, basically. And it started from 
when you were very little cartoons mm. and then um, um, what's that French cartoon? We watched Tintin, Tintin a lot. That yes. was it. Tintin when we didn't have time for a long yeah. film, we'd watch like a short exactly. Tintin episode. But then episode. gradually the, the films became more and more serious and yeah, yeah, you yeah. used to talk a lot about the films yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, And then when you were at college, the last year of college, I kind of thought, well, if you're so interested... And Why you, don't you, you study you, it? Yeah. And you know so much about films. It's not just your kind of knowledge of, of when they were made and you know who, who acted in them, mm. but you had quite nice critique of the films that you were watching. So I thought, why don't you do that? And that's... <laughs> That's how it started. That's how it started. <laughs> the, the origin story of, of yes. that. How, yeah. how has it been at the household with all the film watching? I know there's been a, a, lot, of, a lot of film nights. Uh, well, the ones that we're going to talk about are ones that only my mum and I watched because my sister's not really big on films. Uh, <laughs> okay. She's not a huge fan of them. And my dad is usually busy but working. he's seen them, you see. He's seen them because you watched them in France, I think. We watched one of them in France. Oh, we watched Bogovi. Oh, no, he, oh, and he's seen Cold War as he well. He hasn't seen but, uh, Ashes of I mean, Island. recently when we've yeah. watched films together, it's mainly been us two, yeah. I think, because Dad's got work the next day and my sister would prefer to do something else. Yeah. So, yeah. But when we go on holidays, for example, it's, again, it, almost every night it's a movie night, <laughs> which is nice. We try and check it up. Outside of the, the films we're talking about today, what are some highlights that Matt, Matt has premiered to you guys whilst, <laughs> whilst being at the house? Um, I don't know. We, we're waiting with bated breath for... Um, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. We can't wait to see that <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, and I suppose you see, for example, um, Roma. Mm. Um, this, is a good, this is a very good example of how Matthew influenced my uh, thinking about films. Um, I... Matthew was obviously raving about Roma and I heard independently that Roma was such a good film and all the awards and everything else. And then I watched it and I watched it on my own. Um, and in England, and obviously you are aware, um, for me it's strange because in Poland we always have subtitles because there were very few Polish-made films in Poland. But English people don't really like subtitles. They don't like foreign yeah. films. And I've, I watched the first 10 minutes of Roma... And I thought, oh dear, I understand why they don't watch them because nothing <laughs> happens. There is some sort of a, people are wandering around. and, and it, It's quite per, a slow film. It's, yeah, it's but a it slow is, start good, and I yeah. persevered. And there's, it's such a beautiful film and it opens oh, your eyes to so many things. Didn't and you cry during I, I, when you watched I, I it? There's I, a scene, not to spoil it, but involving a baby. I think I which might, got you teary. I, I might, yeah, I might have cried. Yeah. But it's you know there there is a scene which is it's stuck in my mind. There is a scene where um, the two girls are running to the cinema. Um, right. It's yeah. at the beginning of the film, and it's a black and white film. But mm. you see the colours. Mm. You see mm. the colours yeah. of the buildings. You see the colours of the of of um, the clothing, and it's it's. It's a, it's stuck in my it's stuck in my head. It's very good. Um, yeah. And we watched uh, Hunt for the Wilder People recently. That was another yes. one that I yeah. introduced to both of you. It was really good as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there are so many films yeah. that Matthew introduced to us mm. that we probably wouldn't have seen. But I also introduced some to you. Yeah. I was yes. say, how how has that experience been uh, for for these films that we're going to talk about today? How's it been introducing them? because um, a lot of history goes behind those films especially. yeah I think this is the one of the things that I wanted to kind of ask you Joe as well because mm. I was discussing it with Matthew whether if you watch a film which has got strong links with history 
mm-hmm. either a period of history or an event in history. Right. Do you think that a viewer should have all the information they need from the story that the director and the screenwriter um, write? Or mm. is it up to the viewer to seek some information beforehand? Um, it, it's a mixed bag because a, a, a lot of these films I, I felt like I needed to know a lot more the history of. For instance, I, I don't know a lot about Poland, but I also don't know a lot about you know, like communism or imperialism. Mm. And, and, and with a lot of these films, I feel like you, it definitely helps the experience mm. to know more about that going into it. And I think a lot of these films take the approach of um, that, like, that it's up to the viewer to do that. Mm. Um, it, like, I think for some of them, you can get away with not knowing, but uh, I, I think for a lot of them, it helps to have that added context. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, and I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, because there's a scene in Roma... Um, where um, the mother of the lady of the house takes the, um, the the servant to buy a cot. You remember that scene? Yes. And they go to a, like a shop on the first floor somewhere, yeah. and shooting starts, yeah, and yeah. people are are, mm. are dead. And I didn't know that part. Neither of did I. Mexican but I history. still found it powerful because yeah. you, you get you know it's a very they look at it in a very personal way, not a yes. political way. It's focused on how yeah. it affected people, That's not true. so much about the wider context behind why they were fighting. So, But at the same time, people who are actually... The characters in the film, for them, would have been a deeply... Uh, a very deeply worrying moment mm. that, you know, they're absolutely yeah. killed in the street. Um, mm. So, so yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of a mixed bag, like you said, that sometimes yeah, you can watch a film that portrays a, a fact of from history or a period in history and I think it does pay off to to learn a little bit about it but also maybe I, I, I can't think of an example but maybe there are examples of films about historical events where the director and the screenwriter paint enough of a story that you don't need it. Well I think one of the films on our list is falls into that category. I think Maybe two. two. Yeah. One slightly more, but we'll we'll get yeah. on to that as we <laughs> talk about I don't want um, to like summarize I, I now. Hate to stop this really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great sorry, we need to get on with the episode. I sadly <laughs> have to do a bit of promo before we get into some of the films. So awesome. um, guys, if you're listening, remember to follow our uh, our Instagram page at TAW Podcast. And if you guys ever want to suggest any films or topics for us to talk about, our uh, DMs will be open there. You can also check our Facebook page if you type up that's a rap podcast or TAW podcast and Make sure to give us a like and a share because it really helps out the show. As for platforms, we are available on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and recently a platform called Overcast, which, if I'm right, means we will be uh, you'll be able to hear us through Apple Music as well. So make sure to give us a follow on those platforms and leave a review where available. Available, sorry, my mouth's gone dry, um, as it really helps out the show. If you guys would like to keep uh, up to date with the latest films that we've watched um, outside of the podcast and for the podcast, you can check our letterbox pages at Joe Film User and Clappy P. Clappy um, P. Yes. But yeah, but before we get into some of the films, Matt, I listened to the score for Spotlight. So thank you very much for the recommendation. Oh no worries. It, it was <laughs> I good. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was from, from the. It's, from it's the good. Episode. It's it's an underrated <laughs> film score, I think. Um, yeah. What was what was one you recommended? Last, uh, last time. Marriage Story. Marriage Story, yes. Yeah, the Randy Excellent one. Excellent score, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, 
Yeah, do, do you guys have any scores to recommend, or should we just get right into it? <laughs> uh, let's let's get into it, because you, you don't really <laughs> so the, hear the music. Spotlight and Marriage Story, but yeah, let's get into yeah. our, our first film of the day. Because um, I'm, I'm worried about butchering these pronunciations, <laughs> I'll let you guys start off with uh, this film for today. So our first film we're going to talk about is Bogovia. I believe it's called, mm-hmm. it's the pronunciation, which is in uh, Polish, it means gods. And it mm. is a biographical drama set in the late 1980s, I believe, about a cardiac heart surgeon performing the first ever heart surgery, basically. Right. Uh, the film's directed by Łukasz Palkowski, um, and it stars Thomas Cott, who you might know from other films such as Cold War. Yeah. And um, the film won the Golden Lion for Best Film at the Gdynia Film Festival. Oh, wow. Which is a Polish film festival, mm. I believe, yeah. It's, it's quite... I don't know how high profile it is now, but I, I do recognise it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I, this is the second time I've seen this film. I saw it a couple of years ago with you, Mum, and I liked it a little bit. I didn't love it exactly. I thought it was kind of like a generic kind of um, biographical drama that didn't really sort of push the envelope in any way, like stylistically or narratively. But I think upon rewatch, once you have a full understanding of all the different plot elements, it kind of, you do gain a lot more sympathy for this character because the film basically just follows his, the main character's pursuit to perform the first ever heart surgery. Successful. Successful heart Transplant, transplant, I should say, not surgery. There was, a, there was a previous transplant, but the yeah. patient, a few years back yeah. in Poland, but the patient died on, the, on mm-hmm. the operating bed. So it's a very sort of high stakes situation for this yeah. guy because yeah. he wants to, he very much wants to perform this heart transplant and he gets a lot of backlash from other surgeons and other people because they think, oh no, it can't be done, it's never been done successfully, well, but, but he's very a... persistent throughout the whole film. He's very persistent that he's against. Um, a couple of couple of things. One is um, financial backing. He's searching for someone to back him, and it, and it's not very easy. Um, and the second one is the um, religion, um, mm. because it's 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 amazing that it's so late. You know, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty seven. I think. Um, it's... But um, the um, the heart. In, in in religion is where you have your feelings, where you right. have your soul. So transplanting it to another person um, for the religious society was right. not a a done thing. And mm. he had to, there is one um, scene, I think, where he talks about taking a heart from someone who's brain dead. Mm. It's from this child, I think, and he talks to the, the mother. Yes. of that child and the, well the child is uh, it's a grown up son so oh, it's yeah, not it's yeah, not a but child it's but it's a son yeah. and he's he's trying to explain to her that a heart is only a pump it's a muscle yeah. but that's that's obviously not clear to everyone people right. used to think that transplanting a kidney was okay because it's just a, an organ but heart is where your soul is and where your feelings are. So transplanting it to someone else is, is not a good idea. And that was the, the, the second kind of obstacle um, that right. he had to overcome. Hmm. <laughs> what do you guys think of, um, and I'm, again, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, I'm sorry. What do you think of Thomas Scott's performance in this? 
I, I really liked it. I think you had a few things to I, say I've, about I've it, don't seen you? Him, I've seen him now in two films. Two three films. films. Oh, oh, three films. Yeah. Well, I forget the third one. <laughs> um, but he is, he, in my opinion, he's a very accomplished actor. He's very, very good in, in both of the films that I remember well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I, I didn't realise it because I didn't really remember or I never really read about the, the person who was the, the real surgeon called right. um, Zbigniew Religa. And apparently, um, Thomas Cott. Yes. Um, he his depiction of that person is absolutely perfect. Mm. Not just the the character, the kind of nervousness and arrogance, and and that he's a complete drunk and can't can't cope with um, with difficult situations, but also the physical things. Like even right. he copied his way of smoking cigarettes and copied his way of walking with the little. Um, mm. you know, he has like a hunch. Yeah, yeah, hunch. Hunch. That's right. yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting because yeah. I've I've also seen him in only two or three films. Two films that he was the lead in, and he does look starkly different in both yeah, of those 100%. films. Yeah, because yeah. like, and these we'll, we'll were only like Cold War later, but like yeah. it's such a juxtaposition. And these yeah. films were only like four years apart, and, and hunched he and, looks very yeah. different. Yeah, it's, so he did it's it. Obviously, he did it really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, so I think his performance is is uh, deserves a. Um, medal. It's a very good performance, I think. And it's just, it's a good script as well. I think it's very well paced throughout. It's very yes. focused on his journey, I think, trying to perform this heart yeah. transplant. It's it's nice, I think. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like this film better on the second watch. There are a few things... That there are a few bad edits in the film. I don't know if I you noticed them. I was about to because yeah. you mentioned <laughs> the pacing. I feel like the edit, the editing kind of is a detriment to the pacing of this film because yeah. there are moments where it doesn't really sit with the situation it, he kind of just teleports from place to place he's, mm. <laughs> sometimes yeah but more in the yeah. sense that there were a few like not continuity errors but it right. looked like just they jittery. didn't have enough footage because there was a few cuts <laughs> where it's like it changed the angle ever so slightly and it was a bit jarring and I had to like right. pause yeah, and rewind it was just yeah some technical problems with the film but generally speaking I thought it was Pretty good. Out of the three I, films that we, we watched, this is the least um, uh, depth of the, the political situation. There is a little bit of it. Mm. Um, right. It's where, mainly character-focused, isn't it's it? It's character-focused and it's very much about the story, about the, the surgeon who wanted to do right. the, the, these operations. And, mm. and he succeeded and he, he did very well. Yeah. What did you think of the film overall, Joe? What? Well, just to quickly pick up on yep. uh, pick up on that, um, one thing I was a bit lost on was, uh, and this again might be because I need the historical context beforehand, but wasn't there a scene where he has to go to um, not a communist party, but he he has to go get funding from a from a mm-hmm. party that people were looking down upon at the time, and it, it, it was like a roundabout way to get funding for the, well, for the clinic. This, this is the, the political aspect of the movie, so um, in, in, this is the time when, well, it, it's, it lasted for, for a long time. Um, the Communist Party, the kind of semi-Communist Party is, is in power, um, and the part of Polish people who are educated and intelligent and um, for example, surgeons or writers or directors or, or um, um, actors, mm. they don't want to be part of the Politburo situation. So they, they are against it. So he doesn't want to go to them 
to get funding, but he doesn't seem to be able to get it from anywhere else. Um, and at the beginning, there is a there is a situation where he rescues a um, a son of a very um, prominent mm. party mm. person, um, and he thanks him. And in the end, he gets him the funding. He appears later in the film, yeah. doesn't he? And yeah. it's almost like um, he needed funding for something bad, which is ridiculous because obviously he needed funding for a hospital right. to, to do heart yeah. transplant, um, heart transplants. But he had to he had to kind of follow the political path which a lot of Polish people who are from the kind of, I don't want to sound snobbish or anything like that, but the kind of the more educated part of Poland was never really, um, didn't want to follow the, the political path of, of the, you know, of the top. Um, and being a member of the um, party was not a good thing in those circles. Um, and people were quite, if people got to the top, like became a director of a place or, or something, and they didn't belong to the party. They were very um, proud that they could do it independent of the support of the of the party. It is it okay. is difficult if you haven't lived through something like this, it's difficult to actually get the, the nuances of the film. And that's why right. I said at the beginning, is it is it a job of a director or a screenwriter to actually tell us the story that we don't have to wonder about it but i think in some circumstances it's quite difficult to tell a story because the story is so deep and mm-hmm. that you'd have to write a book um about right. it prior to because even if you do give them all the information of the political situation it doesn't necessarily mean that the audience will have the same visceral reaction yeah, exactly. as people who grew up yeah. with it so there's only so far you can really go with it i think yeah no, it, it is true, and it's true about all the, the three films that they are probably going to be or were um, received very differently in, in Poland or by Polish people abroad um, right. to people who are not Polish, who might not either understand what was happening or not even be interested in what's happening. Because, I mean, if, if you live here, why would you want to know what was happening in Poland in 1945 and 1987? Um, <laughs> right. That's not so... Um, we are not that big in the world. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of the score and some also I'd say there was some tonal shifts I don't know if you guys will will agree or not but for example I felt that there were some tonal shifts when the hospital uh, with the clinic was getting made where it become this like dark brooding film and then you have moments of just like really funky music (laughs) it's meant to be like all of a sudden really fun and then as a on, on top of that I felt a lot of the time the score was a bit repetitive or melodramatic. I, I, what did you guys think of those elements? Uh, in terms of the score, I don't really remember the score that well, which is weird because I usually, I remember we discuss this a lot. When yeah. I watch films, I often remember the score of a film, but with this one, not so much. I don't know if you did, now, did you? I, I, I wanted to tell you at the beginning that I actually, when I watch a film, music becomes part of the film and I don't hear it separately yeah. so I don't I, I can't tell at the end of the film whether music was 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 brilliant or not brilliant right. only recently we watched a couple of films when I said at the end the music was absolutely fantastic so obviously it 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 does something else to me but usually right. if I watch a film I really can't hear mm. the music music becomes 
part of the film and right. I yeah. yeah in terms of the score I didn't yeah I don't remember it that much in terms of the soundtrack like the songs that were used I was surprised because there was a surprising number of English or oh, yeah, American English, English songs pop culture is is what Polish people listen to is it yeah there's okay. when I was there there were obviously Polish um, performers and Polish pop singers but yeah. the the kind of you know the American pop and English pop was what the cool kids listened to <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I can see what you mean about the slight tonal shifts, especially with that montage where they're sort right. of renovating this hospital yeah. area. Yeah. I think it worked kind of because it's kind of like, oh, this is, you know, a happy moment in the film. They're getting closer to por- performing this inevitable heart transplant. Um, I, I don't think the tonal shifts were that jarring or that apparent throughout the film. It happened maybe, like you said, a couple of times, but it wasn't. It didn't seem overly consistent, I think. I don't know if you guys felt the same. But I, as I, I say, I, I can't remember what the music was. Not just the music, but like the tone, like whether it was serious or I jolly. I think that there or... was a little bit, a, a tiny little bit of element of a um, TV show um, mm. of Before and After, um, where the, the hard work that it took from getting the financing to actually having a hospital that perf- can perform a heart transplant was was kind of forgotten and it was just before there is a lot of rubble and drunkard builders and then oh we have an operating theater so <laughs> it, it seemed was, a bit ragtag yeah, didn't it the sort a of little like, bit, uh, a little bit quick but yeah. on the other hand you know who wants to watch a film about building a hospital yeah. <laughs> that could be the, the sequel uh, it, <laughs> yes. it, it could have maybe been done a little bit better uh, but yeah I, th- I think it was fine i mean did it bother you a lot joe or it was just uh, so, with the score in particular, I felt mm. it was just melodramatic piano music. And then, with when there was tonal shifts of like, okay, here are fun montages, it just personally came out of the blue, considering how the film went out of its way to be dramatic and brooding, and then just like, you have little moments of like, oh, we're dancing now. And I get that maybe it's to show that it's a surprise in their life, but mm. it personally took me out of the film. Fair um, enough. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. I had, I had a funny experience trying to watch this film because um, because we have a film rotor at this house, um, it means that our housemates pick the film for each night. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch this during the day, but um, my blinds don't really work. So I just had to sat, sit there with a towel over my head and the laptop, <laughs> sat there for like an hour just trying to see it on my laptop screen. And my laptop has like d- dead pixels, so you can't oh, probably no. see everything. And I was just sat there with a blue towel over my head like I was like taking an old-fashioned photo. You made um, the effort, though. Such my dedication. God. I feel I, bad I, for not watching Henry VIII now. I am impressed. It's fine. <laughs> Well it's the second you. time I've done that recently because um, <laughs> I'm also watching a TV show that has lots of dark lighting and you can only watch it at night. Oh, yeah. So that's my recommendation. Watch it. Watch it at night, not during the day. <laughs> um, also, if you guys, if anyone is squeamish whilst watching this, mate, like that, it's about heart transplants, so it's going to be quite. Well, Mum, you're quite squeamish, aren't you? Usually, you hate the sight of blood in film, but you said yeah, this the, didn't look the, very realistic. There was not that much. I mean, there is a scene where he's taking a heart out of someone who is actually a corpse. There's a few of those scenes, yeah. And that is, you know, it's not of a... I I, I didn't really... Because usually when we watch a film together, there'll be a scene of someone, like, cutting themselves or something, and you you have to look away, but not with this film. There was not a single point where you did that. I think that was quite well done. So you didn't have the kind of cheap thrills of, of, you know, lots of blood... 
But then doesn't it take you out of it a bit? Because you said it looked unrealistic, the sort of the heart surgery elements. So do you think that kind of uh, uh, subtracts from from the enjoyment a bit? Or do you think... I mean, for people like you, maybe not, because you don't like that sort of visceral gore. But I I don't know. Yeah. I think it looks... I mean, I don't know what realistic heart (laughs) transplants look like. I wouldn't recommend it for medical students. No. You want to know how to do it. Well, I mean, it's, it's not educational, is it? It's a, it's a film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me personally, I'm quite... Because I've watched quite a lot of violent films, I get quite desensitised to it. But during this, I was like, there were some moments where I was just like, oh, this is a bit, mm. bit much. But then it, it, you slowly like get used to it. But yeah. I'd say if someone is squeamish, just to have just have that in mind, that it is about heart, heart yeah, just have a, have so a, you're going to see quite a bit. Have a pillow to hide behind. Yeah. <laughs> or a towel. Or a towel, yes. Um, yeah, and there were, there were some characters in this film where I wasn't necessarily sure who they were or what their role was. And at some point, there's a guy in a beige cream jacket and that's his whole outfit and he pops up and I have no idea who he was or what his role was I just know that he was running away from the police and that um, the uh, to, to, how do I say, say, say his name Thomas Thomas uh, yeah Thomas yeah and yeah. um, he, he was protecting him and like switching cars so that he'll be fine but I wasn't sure of his role and I feel like the side characters don't really get a lot of build up or establishment for instance uh, his wife, like, I, I, she barely speaks in the film. and mm. Mm. I, I don't know, I think maybe it could have developed the other characters and the, the team as a whole a bit further, personally. Uh, how, what do you guys think? I think maybe you're right, because yeah. I, I suppose the story is mainly about him. Mm. Um, right. And everyone else is kind of not really interesting, but the addition of that funny character at the end um, mm. was a bit weird. Um, mm. But he was... Um, I'm not quite sure if that particular person is actually a, a true character from from when it was happening, um, right. but he was he was looking for good people to work on his team, and he was a I think he was a surgeon or a doctor that chap, but he wouldn't be employed anywhere because of his political um, right. uh, mm. views. So the only chance was to work for for Zbigniew uh, Religa because he would he would take him under his wing. Um, right. Whether that was a true story, I've, I've no idea. Um, but I think you're right that there is not that much depth in the kind of secondary um, characters. Mm. It's all about it's all about him. Um, I've noticed this with a few Polish films we've watched that they all kind of have like a very cold tone to them. I think, and maybe that's just because I don't speak the language, so I can't. <laughs> there's a sort of wall blocking the absolute sympathy I have with them but I think you know Polish cinema like you said it's very brooding very cold and I think this film isn't an exception to that it is kind of cold and the fact that it mainly focuses on him and not the other characters kind of adds to that isolation that he's feeling because there are quite a lot of like quiet brooding moments of just him and I think yeah the the lower the secondary characters aren't as well developed but I think it, it still kind of works I, I, I guess know. it's just a, it's because it's all in service to him. It's all true. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's very like sort of monolithic in terms yeah. of yeah. how it deals with it. Yeah. But, but, but no, I, yeah. There is one thing that I want to mention, and it's um, because I've lived in England now for so for so long. My English is good enough to judge whether the um, translation is good, mm. and I've had this issue with a lot of 
p- films that I watched. We're going to talk about this again with a later film. With subtitles that. Oh right, yeah. I, I have also got a similar note. <laughs> that sometimes that the the translation doesn't really depict what is being said, and sometimes right. it's because maybe it's a slang word that doesn't exist in English, or sometimes right. maybe. English people don't really understand a, a, a sense of humor in this particular sentence, but mm. but sometimes I try not to look at the subtitles, but sometimes I do look, and um, I have to say that sometimes it's not true to the, the the language that it's spoken, but I don't think that it can be for, um, yeah fixed. Because for the next um, film we're going to talk about, I do have a note on this okay. about the the issue of translation because okay. we had a a discussion about it because yeah. I didn't like how the dialogue and you said no it's actually good but because of the yeah. translation anyway yeah we'll get on to it in a minute but. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've had that issue before with um i've watched some dutch films where the the subtitles are a lot more leaning to british slang when <laughs> i know the characters aren't yeah. saying lad and and wanker and all this stuff but for some reason it's it's translated to that and i didn't know if there was you know British subtitling mm. or American subtitling. Wasn't, or... wasn't there one we watched recently that had sort of like, like you said, British, not English subtitles? There, there was one, I, I mean, think. it happens with Feston and the Hunt. Yeah, particular. that was it, wasn't it? Because they had said like bollocks or something. In yeah, the film, and <laughs> it just it's like, takes you out the It's like a Guy Ritchie film, I guess film, there yeah. might not be another way of translating it in that sense. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, with... With this film, I think it's an interesting true story, mm. and the character's really interesting, and the idea of, you know, the debate of whether or not, like, because people hated, like, thought that he was playing God through doing this is very interesting, but overall, I think, I the, I can't be too articulate about it, I could just say it's, it wasn't for me, personally. I yeah, think, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not too sure why. That's like, fair again, enough, yeah. I did like the character, and I did like the real-life aspects to it, but maybe it was through through the editing or, or whatnot. Fun fun fact, uh, when the logos were popping up, I was taken aback because Orange Movies popped up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've, I've completely forgot about Orange Wednesdays. And I, I tried to, like... And I didn't know they did films or if they distributed them or produced them. So I tried to do a quick Google before this, but there was nothing about, you know, their, their films or whether or not they distributed them or produced mm. them. Um and it, I didn't know they were a French company either. I always assumed Orange Wednesday was, was, was a British thing. There were a lot of studios, I noticed, in the opening credits. Just oh, a, definitely. A yeah. lot of them, yeah. I, I don't know if that's because of co-productions, because Cold War, which we're talking about later on, is a co-production with a lot of different countries. Right. But, um, it's probably, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Um, usually in true story films, you get that um, cut to the real life picture. Yeah. And you, you just go, oh, the actor looks vaguely like them. But like with this final picture that, where it shows him at the operating table, I think it was such a poignant picture and it meant a lot that it kind of wrapped the whole film in a nice bow. Mm. And it, it was just, it, yeah. yes. regardless of what you thought of the entertainment of the whole film, it just, it was astounding how just the real life story and, and what he went through. Because the, and, and to be honest, he looks quite similar to the real life guy, but. Mm. Yeah, it was just, it was just such a, a dramatic, poetic last picture, in my opinion. It's it's a good ending. I like the yes. ending. Yeah. If we're doing yeah. yeah, if we're doing closing thoughts on this film, I guess. Uh, uh, to Teresa. Uh, do you, do you, you have anything else you want to say about this film? 
Would I recommend it to watch? Yes, I would recommend it to watch. Um, is it a, a an Oscar winner? No, well, it's it not won an, Oscar an award at a festival. It's yeah, it won something in a local, <laughs> local <laughs> in a festival. Polish, pure, um, yeah. But it's it's an interesting uh, story about a you know a surgeon who wanted to do heart transplants in 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 Poland. Um, whether it's a big story anywhere else, probably not. Um, and I don't think it's a masterpiece, but for me, it's kind of close to my heart. So yeah, mm. nice. I, I think definitely watch it for the performances, and if you're interested in tr- just the true life story of it, mm. and, mm-hmm. and I guess heart heart transplants. In general. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I'd also um, recommend it. I think. I yeah. On the first watch, I was a bit underwhelmed because. I think some aspects of it, like stylistically and in terms of its direction, are a bit generic and there are a few like technical issues. But upon right. second watch, I did gain a better appreciation for the story and okay. cost performance. So, yeah, I would recommend it overall. Nice. Sweet. And that leads us into our next film of the day, which is Ashes and Diamonds. And yes. usually as a challenge, I pull up uh, Google's synopsis of the film to see if they fit it, because a lot of the time they don't or they just have a very weird synopsis but uh, Google's synopsis says it's May 1945 and Nazi Germany has surrendered the war is over but not in Poland as the German soldiers vacate the remaining Russian forces and Polish resistance fighters must work out the hierarchies of of power in air quotes liberated I don't know why they did that uh, uh, communist Poland a Polish assassin is given orders to kill a Russian soldier, uh, soldier whom he days before was fighting alongside and this moral conflict makes him question the goals for which he has been fighting. What do we think of that Google synopsis? Do you think it wraps up the film nicely? I actually don't think it's true at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, think, it's very weird that Google does this. But... I think there are some mistakes in it, quite serious mistakes. Um, <laughs> the first one I would comment on is the kind of, as you say, liberated. The, 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 way, the reason why it says that, mm. because... Poland was liberated by the Russian soldier and right. Poland was no longer an independent country. So it was liberated, but it wasn't okay. free. It wasn't positive it wasn't. liberation. And right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a, you know, it, it's, it's a war of, of words because liberated mm. means free, but Poland mm. was liberated, but it wasn't free. It was under the Soviet Union um, right. umbrella. So that, that's sad. Um, that other comment about the um, the... the to, can you read it again? Because I think it's completely yeah, sure. wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, from from where it was saying about the Polish assassins. Yes. Yeah, so it was saying a, a Polish assassin is given orders to kill a Russian sol- soldier whom he days before was fighting alongside and this moral conflict makes him question the goals for which he has been fighting. No, that's that, that's yeah. completely wrong because he, he wasn't he, he wasn't a Russian soldier he was killing it was a Polish person from the political party yeah and um, he wasn't fighting along so, well, he, no this he is wasn't so really wrong. an assassin was he no. he was part of the Polish no. resistance Resist- yeah. yeah so not really yeah. an assassin as such but kind of like a freedom so, yeah, fighter that's a good lesson here I'm, I'm don't trust they got it that wrong <laughs> uh, mum um, can you write for Google instead of yes Google? I mean they they really. <laughs> really did disservice to this wonderful wonderful film which is an iconic film for so many polish people yeah it's it, there's a lot of history behind it isn't there, there is. in terms of like like you said it's very it's sort of like the polish equivalent of casablanca in a way that it's sort of oh, very well, it's even probably more significant. than that well for poland yes yeah. not for 
mean, it, it's yeah. it's such a. Um, I, I first watched this film when I was in in Poland, and mm-hmm. I don't think I was mature enough to understand what it was all about. Um, and I knew the history that there was a history that was taught at schools, and there was another history which was a true history. Um, right. And the Home Army, which is uh, our hero, is the member of the Home Army, mm-hmm. was not a. Um, uh, army killing people left right and center it was a they they had a goal um but yeah so it's it's a film that i can actually i can talk about this film for about five hours because (laughs) it's so it it, it's fantastic there are so many layers to this film there are so many iconic scenes in this film that i i watched it now probably for the third time and i love it nice well, um, if you guys had to correct Google synopsis, what would your version of the synopsis be for this? Well, the version of the, the synopsis would be that this is a story about a um, member of the um, home army who is now in the liberated, liberated Poland, um, trying to find his um, path. And the mm. path he's on, um, which is extending from during the war, so he still needs to kill the the opposition. What he thinks that the opposition is, all of a sudden changes, and his um, and his object of his love is now possibly a different path that he could take in his life. And the title itself, itself, ashes and diamonds. This is actually a quote from a poem. Um, okay. It's a uh, a poet who lived in nineteenth century, um, and it's to do with the meaning of 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 ashes and diamonds. And the 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 line in the poem is asking a question: whether that something is burning, there are two ways of the outcome. One way would be ashes, and the other way will be diamonds if it's you know nice. deeply burnt underneath. Yeah. And this whole film is kind of um, trying to show and and it's 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 almost like weighing scales you've got ashes here and you've got diamonds Mm. here and every now and then there will be a shift in the film that who is actually a diamond and who is the who's the bad one who is the good one um and it's it's a very interesting film and i think um oh god i'm waffling along now no please it's fine uh, (laughs) almost every scene and i it would be interesting to see joe your opinion because obviously you you are from the kind of film students so you will know more about this but for me every single shot was almost like a a painting Mm, that everything had a place and everything was in a a correct place and the 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 shots actually did look sometimes like you can paint it and you put it in in, in your house i I think it utilizes uh, black and white film quite well Mm. um it it just looked really really nice. I noticed the blocking was very good as well. The way actors yeah. were blocked in scenes, I really liked. I don't know. It's like the position of actors in a in oh, a film, right. like where they are, so where the camera is in relation to the actors. Oh, okay. It's like you know the first shot where you have the two actors yeah. very close to the camera and then someone off in the background. Oh, okay. That's right. like what blocking is essentially. The, the, uh, yeah, to show, usually to show like I guess power dynamics or just yeah or relationships. Or yeah, but, yeah. We, we jumped straight into the film, but it's, I think it's worth saying that this is the last in a trilogy. There is a trilogy oh, okay. uh, by Andrzej Wajda, and the two other movies take place during the war. 
Is um, it with the same characters? or? I am not 100% sure. I think the main character might be the link between them, but I'm not sure, so I can't... Okay. I, I it's just really interesting you said that, because when I was watching it, I, I've, I've written down here that it felt like a sequel to something. I, I, I <laughs> mm. was very... Because it kind of just jumps into the film straight ahead and there was not a lot of introduction or establishment. Yes. So I, I felt like I was watching a sequel to something that I hadn't seen before. And I, I guess ah, I was. Well, mate, yeah, exactly. And so the two previous films are actually taking place during during the war. And I found out today, I was saying to Matthew, that um, the second one, when they were filming the second film, blank bullets for machine guns were not available so every oh, wow. single scene when there is a machine gun firing they had to fire into mattresses and pillows and stuff because they, they couldn't get blanks <laughs> which Jesus. is quite an interesting but it's not it wasn't for this film was no, it it was, was for just the one, for the, for the, the one previous before, one yeah because yeah. this was released wow. in 58 i think so i yes. think i don't know i think yeah, 58, so i don't know they had blanks for i, was, I mean guns. i don't know how old the other two films are they much older because uh, if it takes place during the war they can't be that no there were the older. trilogy i think was done within each film was like two years oh okay and so then quite, the next one yeah, yeah quite successive yeah but yeah. this was this was a huge accomplishment for the um for the director he was right. praised locally and um in the world actually people um uh people recognized his his talent um, right. And I was, uh, we were both watching an interview with him mm. um, when he was talking about the film. And it's, um, he had some really good ideas. He had some, okay. um, and some of the scenes are absolutely wonderful. There is almost like, there are a few scenes that mean so much. Yeah. And right. I'm not quite sure if you, you picked it up, but there is a, there is a scene where our hero is sliding glasses of um, vodka on on, yes. a, on a bar yeah. and then he lights each one of them and when he mm. lights it he says a name of someone who died so these are you know almost like um, uh, when you go to a grave of your yeah. loved one and you light a candle so, he, so that's, mm. a, that's a very kind of strong meaning another very strong scene is the, the one in the ruined church when yeah. there is this crucifix um, upside down and yeah. that's another meaning. That the, the, almost every single scene is a metaphor, or you know, it's, you can, it's you very can, well directed yeah. in that sense. I think, like like you said, there isn't a wasted shot in it. I think it's it's very yeah well made. I it think, is well made, and it's almost the the, the political depth of this feel, film is um, almost takes over from the depth of the characters, if you know what I mean. Right. The, yeah, e even I, though yeah. the two characters, two main characters. Uh, well, she she is quite deep, but we don't know her very well. You're talking about the love interest. Yeah, yeah. the love interest. Because she is kind of there to service the main character in a way, to sort of provide, right. like yes. you said, because you, you said this while we were watching it, that she, her purpose in the film is to provide the audience with like this sort of illusion of a reality that he could have had if he yeah, wasn't part exactly. of this, yeah, this freedom fighter. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like was... teasing him a bit with this happiness that he can't quite that have. He, yeah. Well, this is where his drama is now because he's deciding yeah. whether he wants to still kill in the, in the name of killing because he's you know, following right. the path of yeah. I have to do it. I'm, I'm a member of this army and we have a goal. We can't accept Poland being communist we are still loyal mm. to our previous um, democratically elected government so i'm not going to be part of this but then all of a sudden he sees that there is another there is another future that can open up to him right. 
and the, the, and the the scene that the love scene in the hotel I read again um, a while ago that this is, is considered to be a really beautiful love scene in the history mm. of, of cinema because it shows so little but it means so much. I have a thing to say about the love scene Go on. or just the film in general so yeah when, when I was watching this film I was kind of watching it on training wheels as it were because I needed <laughs> to defer to you quite a bit on bit so first of all when we started watching it uh, you had to give me a bit of uh, prior yeah. historical context this is going back into our conversation we had earlier about how much right. contact yeah. you should have with a film and I think with this one you do need that prior context and I didn't have I, it yeah. so I am glad that you told me about it before mm. watching it because it did give me yeah. more appreciation and other, just other things in the film went over my head a bit like the scene with the shot glasses I mm. didn't pick up on exactly yeah. what that was and there was another thing as well with the love scene with the characters, I think I said this to you after we watched it, that um, when they've they've just had sex, I think, in the film, and they're lying in bed together, all, like, happy and sort of, you know, and he makes a speech about how, he, I think he says something like, I've only known you for a night, but I feel like I've known you for my entire life or something like that. I don't know if... I thought it sounded a bit clichéd. I don't know if in the 50s it was still a cliché, but it might have been a translation issue with the subtitles? No, I, d I don't think it was. I think what I said to you afterwards yeah. is that that scene is obviously... If you, if you want to take it literally, you would say it's, it's complete rubbish because you can't fall in love that quickly yeah. and you don't feel such deep feelings for someone who you met half an hour ago. But because it was a metaphor of what he could have, they had to make it beautiful and they had to make it gentle. And that's mm. why... I understand that it's a metaphor. I, was just, I thought it came across as a little bit soppy but maybe that's because i've seen it in other films that yeah. have used because it if you think about less it, elegantly but I, I don't know right. it just it didn't sit with me upon watching it but, but if, if you think about it this is a love scene yeah no and, I, and I understand no, its purpose there is no there, yeah. nudity there is no nothing there is just pure gentleness and and beautiful love yeah there, there it, it was the, even a big deal that he had his glasses off at that point because throughout the whole film he's got these he's dark got sunglasses glasses yeah that he kind of uses like a defense mechanism and, and she you, talks about did, did you, why he's got them off for. Did you pick Sorry. up why he had them on? Uh, I I believe he was saying that he, it was kind of just as a, a confidence thing or a defense no, mechanism. No, no, no. It oh, was, okay. he's, um, uh, he was, oh, yeah, he was, he was in a previous movie in the, it's called Kano. And Kano mm. is main, uh, it, the translation in the um, book somewhere here, I I saw translation to Canal, but it's not. Canal is Suez. And okay. he was a member of the oh, yeah, yeah. Polish res resistance during the yeah. Warsaw Uprising. And during the Warsaw Uprising, the, uh, the home army spent a long time down in the Suez. Yeah. And he says, and again, this is, a, this is a sentence that not many people will pick up because they, simply they don't know the history. But he was for so long stuck in a dark place that when he came out, he damaged his eyes. So oh. he had to wear sunglasses because his eyes were damaged for because he was um, stuck in a dark place for so long. Um, mm. So that goes back to the what you said about carrying on that it was a sequel to something, and and right. in a way, in a way, it is a sequel. Do Do you reckon you can watch this film uh, outside of having to watch the others, or do you have yes. to have that prior? Okay. I can't remember the other two, and I fully enjoyed this one. I actually, okay. I think I'm going to watch the other two now. It, it works as its own contained story, yes. I think. It you know, does. It, if if yeah. anyone, 
after this podcast is interesting in watching this, I would strongly suggest to read a little bit about this. Okay. To go to Wikipedia or whatever and read the plot and perhaps yeah. understand the, a little bit of the political situation and what's happening. Because the, the, these two people, I mean, he's not a thug wanting to kill someone. He has, yeah. a, he has a duty um, given to him by his bosses and, and the other person has a, has a duty given to him by his bosses. So, but this is a film where Polish people clash with each other and that's so sad because mm. these are right. Polish people killing Polish people. Um, There's one shot that I really liked in this film because I, like I said before, all of it's really well shot and well directed but at the end, I don't want to spoil it so I won't reveal exactly what it is but I'll just say that there's a moment of horror and dread involving mm. death that is juxtaposed with the fireworks in the background mm. to celebrate the oh, end of was, the I World War. That, that, that was, was my favourite shot in the film, and it just sums up the film so well, yeah. I think, because mm. it is sort of the rest of the world darkness, is in yeah. sort of elation and yeah. happiness, whereas Poland is still kind of behind. They're still at war, and it's well, just... Well, at, uh, at war it's, with itself. Exactly, that's, that's yeah. The it's sad it's thing. like, well... It was ending for everyone else. It was kind of beginning for them. Well, and it, it's was, just, it wasn't so much beginning. It, was, it kind was kind of still carrying going on. on. Yeah. Yes. But, and it is, yeah, I really liked that. That was a very good shot. And, yeah. it's, and that's yeah. why the title is so important as well. Because as I said before, the kind of the, the, the weighing scales, where is the diamond, where is the, the, the ash, is, mm. is interesting in the, throughout the film. Um, mm. Because it's, it's such a... Um, it's not a clean cut that this is a wrong person. This is he's a, it's a bad guy and he's a good guy. Um, and um, the 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 film is actually based on a on a book. And when okay. the book came out, um, the book had some serious criticism. And the the screenplay was not hundred percent true to the book. It was changed okay. to show a slightly different angle um, of the of the story. So, but right. I, I would. Um, I would recommend this film. It's not mm -hmm. an easy watch, and it pays off to have a little bit of pre right. yeah. pre knowledge. <laughs> well, something I was wondering was there's a scene where um, is it Majic? Majic, yeah. Yeah, uh, he he's bonding with a, an older Warsawian person who's selling him cigarettes, and uh, the, he has to give him his papers. And the the guy's confused as to why it says occupation worker, and he says it's to conf uh, I'm a student. I do it, do it just to confuse the Germans. I was just wondering what what did that mean in particular, and why why would he have to put that in his papers? Uh, I to tell you the truth, I I remember the the the, the scene, but I I don't think I can give you any any oh. um, uh, <laughs> in depth knowledge. Um, right. I don't know why. I'm not sure either. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, think... I need to look into this. Yeah. Yeah, going off of what you were saying about uh, Polish people fighting each other, I think having those two characters bond is a very nice thing because it's outside of him and the the other soldier, this uh, older uh, guy who's selling the cigarettes is the only other character that's really bonding with him. Yeah, um, and of course uh, the love interest uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but purely just based on the fact that they're both war Soviet, and he, mm -hmm. he's saying like, you know, send on my message to. Um, I can't remember the name of the place, but um, it's just a, a very I think he's nice mentioning, moment of He's mentioning in, a, in a famous hotel because he's a, yeah. um, a hotel worker um, and he's he's sending a message, say hi to the to where I used to work somewhere. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't recommend listeners do this, but um, 
yesterday I'd been day drinking, so when I tried to watch this film, it was quite hard to follow. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I was watching it, and then I was like, I, I've got to watch the rest of this in the morning. Um, and then I, I, I just restarted the whole film, and it was a lot more clearer to understand. <laughs> but um, oh, there, there's... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I guess I was similar to one of these characters, because... There's one character that I wasn't sure of what their role was, and it was the drunk guy who organized the banquet. Mm-hmm. And he's like heavily drunk throughout the film. I wasn't too sure of what his role was. He, he was yeah, a, I wasn't sure either when well, we watched he, this, he and was, I was sober. This was a, a, a theme in, in the film about the person who the banquet was given for, and it was a, mm-hmm. a member of the party. So this was the, the newcoming party loyal to the Soviet Union. And um, the um, I think he was a mayor or something, and then mm. he became a minister. So mm. his uh, secretary was the bloke who got drunk, and he got drunk okay. with the with the um, a journalist. Right. And his his dream was to go to Warsaw with his boss and have mm. lots of money and be powerful, but. Obviously, it might not happen now because he got drunk and made a fool of himself. I, I do remember asking you while we were watching, I think, who is this character yeah. and why is he here? It's, it's probably not terribly clear who he is. Because um, there is a lot of screen time dedicated to him, but yes. he never really he's, he's, is introduced he's, he's with or concluded. He's the two soldiers at the beginning and then he's yeah. with some of the soldiers towards the end. But I, and I think he helps them get into the banquet. Maybe. Yes, I think he, yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. And, and, and there's an interesting thing as well. This whole film is one day. Yeah, yes. it's very self-contained, yeah. isn't it? It's all in this hotel. Yeah, and the, the, the book yeah. apparently isn't, but the film yeah. is made into one day. It's is the, the book for the all three films, know, or is it just no, for this no, no, one? No, it's for that one. I think. Oh, okay. So is it three this, books then? Uh, or I think so. Well, maybe there is only one. Okay. Book, one screenplay based on a based on book. I think that. Uh, also, like the main character does have a lot of internal turmoil and and a lot of, he he debates with himself a lot. But just on the surface level, I think Mychik is a very cool character. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's you said he's cool. like the James Dean of Poland. He, he's didn't a James you? Dean or, of or Poland because it, he think. actually dies um, tragically in nineteen sixties. Oh. Um, yeah. So he was this. You know, we only had so much of his talent, and yeah. then and then he dies. Uh, yeah. But he was a he he was a very talented actor. Um, he's very good. He's very film, good. Right? He's, he gives a good, good performance. Yeah. And yeah, um, it, your yeah. dad said that he um, he doesn't look like he comes from the right era. He looks no, like kind yeah. of swinging sixties rather yeah. than nineteen forty-five. <laughs> he looks like part of the Rat Pack, basically. And you tell everyone to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> well, I had the same thing uh, last time we recorded because my my housemate was on FaceTime and he was just going through different parts of the house singing. <laughs> I had to tell him off multiple oh times gosh. during the recording. But um, yeah, uh, another thing is this film has really cool posters. There's a there's a green and black poster, but there's also a nice mm. black and white poster. I, I that's just a side note. I just I really like the posters for this film. Yeah. They they are very um, cool. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I've only I, seen one, but it's it's good. Right. I I do think you definitely have to have prior knowledge of the history behind it and maybe watch the previous films because though a lot of times I was struggling to follow it. I. I for a while, I didn't know the guy they were assassinating or wanting to assassinate was he was a communist, right? He was or? a communist. Yeah, yeah, he was party um, a member of the party, quite high up, um, and he was like a guest of honor at this uh, banquet. Right. Okay. 
and yeah. he was and he was targeted by the home army because he was so so high up but they killed the wrong person they killed the, the wrong person initially um, but yeah that's what sets off the whole plot yeah. is that they kill they kill the they kill the wrong person and then they find out and they are don't spoil the end. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think definitely watch it for for the main character because it, it's it's a very interesting character and an interesting performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me personally, I, I do need to read up on my history. <laughs> I've learned that from all honestly, the same. Yeah, I would have struggled if it wasn't for Mum telling me <laughs> who each person was. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any any more thoughts before we get into the third film of the day? Or? Uh, just closing thoughts, I guess. I think um, it is a very good film. It's very well directed, very well shot. Right. It's um, like I said, the performance is very good. It's a very well told story, I think. Um, and yeah, it's just like you said. I guess it's a staple of Polish cinema, it is. isn't it? It's it's something you should watch if you're into right. Polish cinema. So in that sense, yeah, I. I I really liked it. When I was still living in Poland, I could probably say with the hand on my heart that I think every single member of my family, of anybody else's family, every single Polish person would have seen this film. Mm. <clears throat> so it was, um, it was an achievement for the... Um, so it is, it's definitely essential viewing if you want to further understand Polish cinema, right? Um, I think so, yes. I mean, Wajda is, oh, is a great... Um, he, yeah, he, he directed another he's, film we saw a while back, I think. Lot, yeah. um, but he's, yeah. he's a very famous Polish director. But it's, it's not a very easy entrance to the Polish right. cinema simply <laughs> because it has so many um, connotations to our history that you should perhaps, uh, you know... I if you want maybe an easier Polish film directed by him, maybe check out a film called Ziema Obiecana. Ziema Obiecana. I think. That's, that's a good one, or but that's again... English a, translation, The Promised but, Land. But that's, again, that's steeped in history and you But it's not know. as depressing, I no, think, no, as it's that. Not. It's, it's more no. sort of focused on yes. business rather yes. than politics. And, and depth of characters, And depth yes. of characters, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, check out that film if you want. Promised Land. The it's Promised Land. Um, it's about the textile industry in... What decade? I think it's the end of 19th It's like turn century? of the century, isn't it? Sort of industrial 19th, revolution. 20th, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. So yeah, industrial revolution, Poland. Check it out if you like Wajda and his films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Where, where, where can we uh, access these two previous films that we've, we've talked about if listeners want to watch it? From uh, the trilogy? Or from uh, the no, the, uh, this film and uh, the previous film. Bogovi. Bogovi. Uh, they are both on Amazon. You have to pay for them, I believe. Uh, they're also both on YouTube for slightly less okay. money, I think. Oh, the but... old style DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everyone can get DVDs in this time. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I think on YouTube, I'm not sure, because we looked, I'm not sure if they have subtitles on YouTube. Yeah. I think some... Oh, in... I, I rented, so I rented uh, Ashes and Diamonds on YouTube and it, it came with subtitles. Oh, excellent. Okay. I, rent, I rented uh, Bogovi, but the way they did their captioning was very odd because a lot of the time they'd have the subtitles appear like to the left of the screen or like dart back again for different oh. characters but it wouldn't actually fit with who's meant to be saying oh, which line oh, that's horrible which was, a, which was an odd experience <laughs> yeah, not but, to um, not to downplay Amazon but they are cheaper on YouTube I think and it's yeah. kind of they the same surprisingly more people no but it's like a, a quid and a half cheaper yeah. I think or maybe I'm, I'm generally quite surprised that not a lot of people use YouTube's streaming service in the sense that they essentially have every film and you yeah, can get I haven't relatively either. cheap. I only started doing it recently for, I think, Honey Boy was 
the yeah. first one yeah. that I did it for. It's, it's weird. It, it, it's what's not, the quality I mean, like? Good quality? It's good quality, yeah. yeah. And you get Obviously, the downside is having to pay, but I think yeah. considering cinema tickets are nearly 15 quid, mm. having yeah. to rent yeah. something for a quid or three quid is not that bad, especially for the quality you're getting. Yeah, um, it's definitely worth I think, it. I think... Um, our, our listeners might uh, I'll quickly apologise for the listeners because my laptop is breathing for its life once again it always makes this noise so if you're hearing it I'm sorry but yeah uh, another film that I think our listeners might be more familiar with today is Cold War um, I didn't copy and paste the Google synopsis for this one so I might need some, some help here <laughs> yes Cold War the final film we're talking about and uh, yeah I think you're right listeners will be most familiar with this yeah. one won't they it's probably the most internationally acclaimed i would say because right. it's got you know oscar nominations outside of best international feature and right. it came out the most recently out of the films i think what what were all the nominations again because he, he got best director he nominated so best yeah he got well, it's right? got nominated for three things it got nominated for best director best cinematography and best international feature all Did of he which... shoot it himself, or was it... A no, it was a different cinematographer. cinematographer. But it lost okay. all of those nominations to Aroma, which came out in the same year. Right. So, so what's the... How would you describe the plot for this film? Uh, would you like to describe it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it's about two people falling in love, falling in love against the odds of mm. the then political situation because it's set against the backdrop of the cold war isn't it and i think the the title refers to the period in history but also to the struggle between them two as well very Um, profound yes yeah just it's um basically the two main characters are victor played again by our reliable thomas cott or thomas (laughs) cott and he plays this um sort of music instructor doesn't he for this uh, polish sorry he's a composer he's a composer composer. he's actually um he had um funding to start a folk group Um, yes so he get government backed folk group and that's how it starts he's looking for talent Mm -hmm. and he's actually going from place to place in the country um getting original folk songs recorded Mm. and some of them sound dreadful but some of them are really lovely <laughs> and, and through this he meets uh zula, zula right yeah, yeah. yep um, um, who, who's uh in in his class and they fall in love and it's a basically a, a forbidden love story i'd say mm. um i this film was a lot darker on rewatch it yeah it is, isn't it? Because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, so romantic, forbidden love, they're made for each other. I was like, wow, no, they're really not nice to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it kind of um, fluctuates, doesn't it, between yeah. the sort of romanticised elements and the sort of darker, more cynical elements, I think. Because yeah. I was saying this to you, I think, wasn't I? That, so the film is basically following their, their love, their relationship. Yeah. And what I found interesting about it was that their their love for each other is strongest when there's an obstacle between them, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. when they're struggling to be with each other, like when they have to cross the border at the beginning of the film, there's sort of the push-pull factor. But when they're finally together and settled and there isn't anything pulling them apart, they sort of... There's more um, fractures in their relationship, I think. It's almost like the idea of being together is better than actually being together. 
Yeah. Um, they yeah. sort of and clash more, don't they, once they're right. actually together. And I, I wrote down here that it's a deep and obsessive attraction, um, mm. um, perhaps more than warm and cosy and fuzzy love. It's ki- yeah. it's so strong and so kind of destructive sometimes, um, mm. but not in a in a loving and kind and you know fuzzy way mm. um, because you have those very strong kind of sexual scenes in the film when it's kind of obsessive yeah um, right. but there are, there are very tender moments as well I suppose there are yeah yeah no I, lo- I love guys... this film oh, yeah. sorry sorry go ahead Matt no no I was just saying that I, I really like this film quite a lot I, yeah. I've seen it three times now and I think each time it gets better and better really right it's what did you what did you guys think of the performances in this Excellent. Mm. I loved yeah. them. I thought they were brilliant. They're really, really good. I think it's a great match of director and performance, I think, because the way it's directed is sort of very simple and subtle. And there's a lot of moments in the film which are conveyed by just like a character standing still with an expression right. on their face. It's like, mm. and you get so much. I know I'm sounding pretentious right now, but it, it is true. It's fine. It's a I film. Think you'll get just like, <laughs> you'll just get her singing and then it will cut to. Uh, Thomas Cott just looking and it will hold on mm. it and it's really well done I think it's a very yeah. good mix of good performance and b- good direction right um, I found out that because of this film when Danny Boyle was going to direct the new Bond film he wanted Thomas Cott to play mm. the villain yeah I heard about that Yeah, and then because Danny Boyle either I, I think they split they had creative differences on the film uh, the, 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 bro- the Broccoli Company and um and Danny Boyle, so mm. he was no longer the director. But I think it, Thomas Cott is such an interesting actor that mm. he would have been a really good Bond villain. It'd be yeah. it'd be nice to see him in, in like how he works uh, under Danny Boyle and just be, be in a more like mainstream film. Because this film, I I really like this film, but it, the film fits the art house stereotypes of like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's box, in like four by three or one four by three yeah, not letterbox, or, sorry. Every, everyone's smoking cigarettes. It's black and white, and <laughs> it's very it's film so student, far, isn't it? Which is why a lot of yeah. people on our course, I think, gushed over it quite a lot oh, yeah, when they definitely. first saw it. <laughs> but it's it's all besides all of that, it still works, and it's it's so, it's great. It's I so I do love this film. I think it did move down from a five to a four. Uh, on the second watch, but um, how come? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure why. It's just like I think I don't know. Like first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, it's so romantic. It's so like mm. nice." And it's like, no, they're really, they're really <laughs> not good for each other. And I, it was it was a weird. I'm not too sure about how I feel about it. But I found out yeah. that um, the director, um, please help me with Pavel Pavlikovsky. Pavel Pavlikovsky. Um, he made this for his parents, and he loosely yeah. based the characters yes. on them. With, I mean, I, I'm sure they had different jobs, but they also uh, emigrated to the West instead, so yes. it was different connotations. But you can tell it's a love letter to his parents, despite mm. any mm. of the toxic elements in the film. But I think it's it's interesting. So you were saying it went from a, a five star to a four star when you saw it. I think it right. did the opposite for me. So when I first saw okay. this about two years ago, I think. Uh, I was mainly I thought it was a very good film but I was mainly focused on like the cinematography because it's like the most right. striking element great. of the film it's it's beautiful, it's, beautiful. Yeah. it's mm. one of the best shot films of like the last 10 years I'd say and I wasn't right. as invested in the story as I was on the second and third watch because when I watched it most recently I did realize because it's quite a short film but it conveys yeah. quite a lot there's not 
a lot of fat in the film. Like it gets to right. the point quite quickly, and there's a lot of time jumps in the film and yeah, the yeah. the various different scenes are very sort of it's a very efficiently told story, I think, the way it shows their their romance because it's it takes place over the course of what, I think ten years yeah. or something, and it's you get each beat is done really well and you feel the time pass really yeah. strongly, I think. And it's just, yeah, it's a really well-told story, I think. I, I, had, a, um, I had a thought uh, when I was watching this film and I don't know if other Polish people will agree with me and perhaps not, but um, I was trying to figure out why when they get together um, in, in Paris, mm. why it doesn't work. And I think right. it doesn't work for... for few reasons. One is that the deep obsessive attraction when you're all together, when you're together with someone, you have the day-to-day meddling with it because it's mundane now. It's not the kind of, you know, hot meetings and mm. hot love. Uh, but also, what what I think is, that is the bit that other Polish people might disagree, that there is something in... in Polish character, um, Polish people have this kind of, um, uh, I don't know how to put it. You described it as guilt, I it's, think. Yeah, it's almost like being guilty about being happy. Um, right. Because when, obviously, they, they wanted to be together from the very beginning, and all of a sudden they are together, but they're not together under the same circumstances. They're not in, in Poland where there is division, there is struggle, there is, you know, there is the, the um, forces pro-government, there is people against the government. And somehow, maybe they see it as too easy to enjoy and to just accept, and that's why she goes back because um, mm. she doesn't obviously she doesn't like what she becomes when she's with him in, in France and she goes back and then eventually you know without revealing too much but there is this this I think there is this angst in, in, in Polish people who are quite kind of deep and we we know our history well and we dwell on our history quite a lot but right. obviously this is just my opinion i don't want people to think that i'm trying to portray our polish people like that this is just my my thought about the film because they wanted to be together so much and then when they are together it kind of doesn't work right uh, the, and and also because of uh you know a lot of the times they're in relationships with other people mm. and that the kind of having this really long affair mm. um i didn't know this because again my my history is rubbish, but uh, when they, because throughout the film they go to different countries, either mm-hmm. because of this tour or they've you know had to escape because they're going to doing a music tour. But um, the the Berlin Wall wasn't up. No, when not they yet. Go to Paris. Yeah. Um, it was much easier to get from um, East Berlin to West Berlin, and right. West Berlin was um, under kind of American rule then. Uh, I think the when did the wall come up? Sixty one. Sixty one. Oh, my date of birth. Um, and yeah, and then it became like a shooting thing. If if you know you would lose right. your life if you wanted to 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 um, to go from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is still that tension with the divide, isn't there? Because at the beginning of the film, he crosses the border, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he well, he does go. But the, she doesn't have the courage to. No. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have the courage. She she doubts the the relate the strength of the relationship. Yeah. But then, 
I don't know if we're spoiling it to people, but later on she says to him that I wouldn't have gone without you. Mm. Um, and he did. Right. So that's another little chip away from... Um, from yeah. Um, and and she really doesn't think that he's a he's the man that she loved when they're both right. in France. It's it's changed and it's not very exciting for her anymore. Mm. Um, Was that because of a, a a power dynamic situation? Because originally he's her teacher, and it's this kind of hidden love situation, and then it's it's they... weird. I think it's this this kind of um, guilt that they are not where they're supposed to be. Um, and right. she doesn't like because at some stage he talks about um, making her look a little bit more interesting for the French audience. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. He, she doesn't like it. She's yeah. you know this this is not me that you are portraying here. I am me, and I don't like not being me. Um, and she becomes a little bit jealous of of his previous um, love, right. especially the woman who was a translator. She was translating the the song that she was singing. Yeah. Uh, so it all kind of because yeah. she said that his de his defense for essentially lying about her or embellishing her backstory to other people to sell records was that uh, there was a rumor about Edith Piaf working in a in a brothel, and I I, I oh right I, yeah that that because so basically there's a moment where they're both trying to sell the record because uh, he, he's her producer and they're at this party and he's essentially telling people that she, you know, she performed for Stalin and all this stuff. Oh, the, she, that's right, yes, She killed yes. her father, all this, like, stuff that wasn't true, and he was using the excuse of yes. uh, the rumour of Edith, Edith Piaf yeah. working in a brothel, which, I, again, I don't know is true or not. I, I don't but, know um, either. But this this is what, obviously, she dislikes, because right. she, she, when she was in Poland, she was herself, he was himself, they didn't have to pretend right. they were true yeah. to themselves, and all of a sudden... He's changed so much, and, and he's different, and she, she definitely doesn't like it. But yeah. the interesting thing is, as well, to mention perhaps, that the folk group is, mm. um, it's a different name, it's called Mazurek. It's but a real the, folk group. It's a it? real folk group, which was oh. very, and still is, I think, still, um, is very popular in Poland. They're called right. Mazowsze. And they were they were very high class performance. They were they were really really very good and probably still are. And they actually play the role of the folk group in oh, right. in the film. So these are oh. professional dancers and singers who perform everywhere. Um, and there are probably some other moments in the film not terribly clear to other people. For example, when he goes to watch the performance in Yugoslavia, mm. and uh, because Yugoslavia was on the on the Russian side, um, communist right. government. That's why he's in danger of being arrested. But right. the nice Yugoslavian people send him back to Paris rather than yeah. to Moscow. So isn't isn't there a quote where the the guys that try and take him away say, uh, uh, "What's it? Warsaw is the Paris of Poland." Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is there? What's the reasoning behind that? I th I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that the, what they meant that the. Polish, um, the Warsaw was kind of a, a center of of culture, uh, right. perhaps in that in that sense. But um, that's all I can say. I think about that <laughs> quote. Right. I, I, going off of the the, the folk group um, stuff, I really like the music in this film. That's mm. um, good. And I wish I read the article beforehand, but there's an article on Vulture called "The Stories Behind the Songs in Cold War," and it says all, uh, a lot of the backstory behind there. But um, 
I really like the song uh, Two Hearts, Four Eyes throughout the film different styles oh. I, I think it's just a really nice motif that gets used throughout the film mm. it I, sticks it's with you doesn't really it yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Pardon? it sticks with you I think because like, I've been yeah. thinking you about carry it on singing it yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very good yeah um, uh, side note rant um, this is the only film that so we, listeners might not have to pay for because it's free on Prime but the issue with Amazon Prime is their captioning for subtitles is rubbish, where a lot of the subtitles cover up uh, a majority of the shot, even if you were to change the size. So, for instance, there's shots where uh, there's massive cra- crowds at the bottom of the frame and you need to see their face and the, the subtitles are just covering them oh. up. Or a lot of the characters are like placed at the e- end of the frame and you ju- their whole face is just covered up. And I just wish it was something that... I know. It's yeah, annoying, isn't it? Because you have, especially when it's a four by three aspect ratio, yeah, you know, like you need to see a third of the, the screen is yeah. there. So, yeah. yeah. In your in your um, opinion, as a film student, Joe, do you prefer subtitles or dubbing? Oh, subtitles. Subtitles. I, I also yeah. prefer subtitles. It, there's a there's a whole joke slash debate about anime being yeah. dubbed or <laughs> subtitled, and a lot of people are like, oh, you should just watch it for subtitles. I think with anime because it's so quick, and uh, depending on your mood, it's you could get away with watching dubbed anime, but if I'm watching uh, a dubbed uh, live action film, it takes me out of the experience mm. to see hear a like a, a a fake English voice over this. So, for instance, we um, uh, when it was the like uh, it was at the top of Netflix's films at the time, uh, a film called The Platform, and it's a, sp- a Spanish film, and because it was number one on Netflix, and they want to get it to multiple people as possible, they automatically dub it for you. Mm. And you have to go into the settings and change it back, but I, it, I, I'm quite against it. It takes me out of the experience. I'd rather see. It, also, they just like sometimes action. get the wrong voice to it, dub it, it don't it's, they? It's, the, like, it's, it's not just... even the voice. It's because dubbing is expensive as it is. They yeah. probably don't get right. the best actors they can get. Yeah, the intonation's and often the acting, wrong, isn't it? The intonation of your voice and the acting of your voice—not just the face, but yeah. your voice acts as well. No, you're right. And dubbing yeah. completely spoils it because it's just someone in a studio for like yeah. a day just reading the script. Basically, Absolutely. it's yeah, it can be quite bad. And the, the, Funnily enough, sorry. No, um, no, no, go on. With with going back to Ashes and Diamonds, it might be because it's just an older film. That film sounded like it was dubbed, even though it was still in Polish. Yeah. But a lot of the sound sounded dubbed. I did notice I, that, I especially that's the quality at the time. Yeah. You, you picked it up. Yeah, when we watched the film, especially at the beginning, I think there's there's a big crowd of people, and it's when right. he's talking. It sounds like they're in a small room, basically. Has it, has it been remastered or something? Or I'm not sure. It, I, it might just be because of the time it was released. Yeah. I, th- I think because I think there was a similar thing when we talked about Henry VIII last week. Yeah. There was some yeah. dubbing I issues. I think it's just that it's because of the time. I think it um, is because of the time. There, there is. I, I, I really want to read this book because it, it's interesting that it goes into this. But um, the uh, Paul Schrader, who wrote Taxi Driver and First Reformed. Um, really likes uh, Powell. Pa- I'm sorry, Pavel Pavlikovsky. Pavlikovsky. He really likes him as a director, and he was talking about him uh, in the sense of he says that the, the director has something called transcendental style, which is where the films uh, are very, like it's essentially slow cinema. It holds on very mundane moments, and it's very mm. you know patient basically. Mm. Um, and I'd, I'd just be interested in, in reading that book because. He was talking about it in in regards to his previous film Eda, which I haven't seen, but I think Cold, Cold War fits into it in the same time as it's 
it focuses on a lot of slow, mundane moments and manages to make it mm. still entertaining. And you get that with First Reformed, I think, don't you? Just like right. a little side tangent. It is kind of the same sort of slowness, I think. And right. the aspect ratio as well yeah, is the same. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, another, when... little, another little token mm. of, um, of history in this film. Um, the, the chap who travels with the folk group everywhere and who makes decisions is the member of the party who is okay. nothing to do with, with music, nothing to do with anything else, but because it's such a high-profile group, a representative of the um, governing party has to travel with them everywhere and make decisions. Right. So that's right. the, the, the nuance of history that not everyone would pick up, unfortunately. But that was our life in Poland then. I think this film, out of all three of them, is a lot more helpful in terms of if, whether or not you know the the backstory. Yeah, the yes. I agree. It. I think it, it you can you can go into it not knowing a lot about um, Poland at the time, um, in in comparison to the others, where I think it probably helps a bit more. I think it's but, um, yeah, it's because the conflict yeah. in Cold War is purely personal, isn't it? It's right. it's focused it's just about on the characters a relationship basically, whereas in Ashes and Diamonds. It is personal, but the personal element is reinforced by the political elements of the film. Right. Um, is it Joanna Kulik? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What, what did you think of her performance? I thought it was great. I thought she was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Her, her singing voice is great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You said she was very attractive, didn't you? She's very pretty. Yeah. You said she was attractive in a sort of Slavic yes. way. Yes. She has that sort of look, I yeah. think, yeah. Right. I found that she looked a bit like um do you guys know Leah Sidhu from Yes. Season? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you mean. She was uh what will you know her mum? She was Inspector as the love yeah. interest. The Bond girl. Uh she was in one of the Mission Impossible films. So there you recently. go. Two Polish the people lobster. can be in Bond movies. <laughs> Thomas Cott can be a, a, a No no, she <laughs> she looks like this person. Oh okay. She's well not... she could she could be in it as well then. Oh definitely. <laughs> Yeah. And the interesting um, thing is Tomasz Kot, Kot is actually Cat in Polish, so, his so name's he's Tom actually Cat. Tom Cat. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can play a, a cat-like villain. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, so I remember when me and Matt watched this, we watched this as a double bill with a film called The Hunt, not to be confused with the 2020 uh, Hunt, but uh, The Hunt uh, directed by Thomas Winterberg with Mads Mikkelsen. The films aren't similar at all, but I think it's just a really good double bill, personally. They're both you, <laughs> excellent films. Yeah. yeah. If you want a double bill that's similar in, in you know, story and character and romance, I'd say watch Cold War with In the Mood for Love by Wong Kar Wai. I think it's, very, it's a similar romance style. and it's, it, Both films are about forbidden love, and you can watch them without knowing the previous context, like, for example, knowing the previous context of Poland or, or um, Hong Kong in the case for... In the mood for love, I I I, re- I recommend watching Cold War with either of those films person- personally yeah. as a, just as a watching experience. Um, so so it got three Oscar nominations, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, how well known was this film in Poland before the success in in America and England? I have no idea. I really don't know. Hmm. I heard of this film probably from you. Yeah. No, I think I did tell you about it. You should ask yeah. your brother back I in sh- Poland should. if did there was like. Did you watch it with us? I didn't watch it when you watched it for oh, the because okay. you watched it with Dad. When I did think, it come so. out? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. You should ask I, your I brother Jagosz if he... there was yeah. like advertising for it 
prize. Because I know Ida was very popular because that's his previous film. Yeah. But I haven't seen I, that. Again, I don't know the, the, the yeah. context behind it. I was recommending um, Ida to you earlier, wasn't yeah. it? Or Ida. Is it Ida or? I don't know. Ida. How is it spelled? I-D-A. I-D-A. Yeah. So it's Ida, Ida. Mm. I would like to see it. sure. Um, this isn't necessarily a criticism, but both times I'm watching it, like the story is very poetic, it's very poignant and whatnot, but both times watching it, I did feel like it was, you know, couples making out every 10 years or so. Like, like, <laughs> like they, 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 they both, like, they split up and then they come back and they make out another country and then the, the yeah. next act is another country. And it's, it kind of went on a bit. But I, think, I guess it's to show the, the, the tour. And, and I think what, what is uh, quite important to remember when watching this film is, is, is the political background because right. it, it was during the, the Cold War and I, I don't even know whether people in, in England or in, in the West know this but it was almost impossible to leave Poland during those years. Right. It's nobody had a passport. Application for passports were n- not acceptable, not accepted. So the the sheer fact that he managed to escape by going to East uh, East Berlin, crossing the border to West Berlin, and then on to France was a huge deal. So them being together in in different countries is is kind of it's it's a little bit different to what you've just said that is just jumping and being together in, right. in different places right. but it, it's it's important to understand how difficult it was to leave Poland during those years mm-hmm. I left Poland in 1981 and even the the years between 19 let's say 75 to 1981 it was very difficult to get a passport um, mm. you had to fulfill certain criteria to get a passport um, and it was it, 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 foreign travel wasn't very common, um, but go back to the years of that movie, it was almost impossible. Um, uh-huh. So that's why he plotted with with her to to mm. to defect, what it was really defection, um, when when they were first in 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 Berlin, and obviously she she didn't go she didn't follow through with it, but. Right. It's it wasn't easy, um, and and then hence the decision to go back. And when he got back, obviously without spoiling the the plot, um, things happened to him when he went right. back. Um, right. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the places they go to. So they go to Yugoslavia. They go to France. They go to the, where else did they go? They were Berlin, France, Yugoslavia, um, and I think that was it in the film. Okay. I think they probably yeah. travelled the, the real troupe travelled everywhere. Yeah. Um, but right. in the film, I think only those two, only those I three. Think that's um, right. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, what what would you be your your closing thoughts for audiences going into this film and? Why, why they should watch this film, especially given its recent popularity through the Oscars? Um, well, uh, just in terms of artistic merit, first of all, I think it is a very, very well-made film. It's beautifully right. directed, beautifully shot. Um, the story is very, very well told, very efficiently told. Like you said, it's very poetic, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances are really good. So from a filmmaking point of view, it's definitely worth a watch. And in terms of wider context, um, yeah, you, d- you don't need a lot of prior knowledge before going into this one. I think right. you can just enjoy it on its own terms. Um, 
and yeah if you do if you like romance films that are very very dark and quite depressing then i would strongly recommend this film it's not that yeah. dark it's quite dark remember how it ends okay. yeah no. <laughs> no. i think i think it's a weird it's a weird mix because like like i said the first time i watched it i thought it was very lovely and it's very much this forbidden love story but you know it's set during the cold war and mm. like you said it was it's a lot harder to travel so there are these these darker mm. connotations throughout the film and I guess maybe the darker elements of the characters and how they behave to each other is just trying to show them as humans and that you know they're not going to be perfect 100% of the yeah. time especially how their relationship started if it was a teacher-student yes. situation mm. yeah and um, how how she perceived him because there's a sentence somewhere in when when they're in Paris she says to him you're not the man that I met in, in yeah. Poland and she sees him as a bit of a failure he's no right. longer the the man, the strong man who has his views and who has his place in, in, in the country and, and stuff like that um, mm. yeah um, what, what would you say um, for, for audiences uh, as in what, what they should have in mind for these three films in particular because I think each, each of them you need to go in with different Context and like and different moods, um, yeah. That, I'm sorry, the camera. Yeah, sorry, my thing's there. on low battery. It's gonna die soon, I think. No worries. We've we've got Jack coming in for improv pretty soon, so we've, okay. we've got to head out soon. But basically, what should like what should audiences expect for all three films, and and what uh, how do I word this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll help to, I'll help yeah. you. <laughs> if, yeah, if, thank you. Uh, um, those three films, if, if people are interested in watching them, I think that perhaps they should start from um, Cold War. This is the mm. easiest to get into. Yeah. And then perhaps Bogovia and leave the, the Ashes and Diamonds as, as the last movie because you need to have a little bit of a background of Polish history and perhaps a little bit of a background of how, the, how Polish people in... how Polish history in that, that time was kind of... Forming and what it meant for for people, and I think they 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 are all very different. Um, and the the strongest film about the political situation is Ashes and Diamonds. Yes. Then mm. the middle ground is Cold probably Cold War, and Bogovia is just a story about. So Bogovia is like a, a gateway then into yeah. Polish cinema, you would yeah. say. That's I agree with that. I think if you no, want actually, to watch, I would the... say Cold War is the gateway. Yeah, because it's a well-known film and it's um, internationally renowned, and you can you can see good things in it and you can appreciate yeah. good things in it. Bogovia is just a story about a, a person who was who's achieved something, and Ashes right. and Diamonds. I don't even know if I mean I would recommend it because I am in my heart mm. I'm Polish, <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, and, I'm, and I'm very it. proud actually that. I, I'm proud of those films actually being you know being a person who was born in Poland so mm -hmm. yeah. nice would you say um, Cold War is the most accessible or is it Bogovi in terms of I think Cold War okay because it, it nice. puts you it, it kind of after you've watched Cold War you know a little bit about the history and and what happened and, and not even the history that the whole kind of um, genre of, of Polish film um, right sort of the of, tone it yeah, has the, the, the sort kind of brooding of deep, nature yeah, of it exactly. yeah exactly 
Um, and Just to say we do have to wrap up quite soon because both of my devices yes. are running out of battery. <laughs> I won't be able to record no, no in about um, two minutes. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, too. thank I you very really much. Really appreciate it. It's the, my the, pleasure. Like you've thank shared you a lot much. of light on <laughs> Polish cinema. I, Honestly, I it, I'm going to be quite ignorant. Before this, my knowledge of Polish cinema was Cold War and the Three Colors trilogy. Like that, that was it. So, so um, you educated us a lot. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm probably not the, the, the best person to speak about Polish, um, you know, cinema. But those three movies, I totally enjoyed watching them. And every time I see them, I see something different in them. Good. And they are yeah. good. Thanks. Um, so listeners, Cold War is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Ashes and Diamonds is available on YouTube movies and Amazon to rent. And uh, Bogovi is also available on YouTube movies and Amazon to rent. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Really you're, nice you're welcome. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, I'd say that's a wrap. That is a wrap from us, I believe. <laughs> that's, our, that's our catchphrase of the day. See you next time. <laughs> see, see you later. Bye. 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 Uh, I'll let you say